Welcome to the Prosperity Podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to drop the hustle and earn more. I'm your host, Danielle Amos, business and success coach, certified Proctor Gallagher Institute consultant and lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you amazing entrepreneurs who have built wealth, harnessing the power of their mind. Prosperity and money are truly about energy, and I'm on a mission to help you create financial abundance through the power of thought. It's time we started normalizing conversations about money and create the wealth that is yours. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to episode 182 of The Prosperity Practice, the podcast that has you living your most abundant life. This is Danielle Amos, and I'm so excited for this episode. It is one that has been promised to you, and so many of you have asked and sent me messages. It's about my daughter Eloise's birth story. It is a true testament to what I teach, only I was not aware of the success principles when she was born. She was born in 2010, so I would have been an unconscious competent. There are so many examples in this story about how the universal laws work and how to achieve and get what you want. So I'll point those out to you along the way. This episode, of course, has a bonus episode for all of you subscribers. Maybe TMI, maybe too much information <laughs> as I take you a little bit deeper into some of the details of what happened during her birth story. And if you are intrigued, you want to get access to the subscription. So thank you to all of our subscribers. I just, I adore you. All right. So Eloise was born in 2010, and this is actually her birth month. She was born October 12th, 2010. So I'm happy to launch this podcast when we've just celebrated her birthday. So my pregnancy itself was pretty normal. I uh, didn't have any side effects or anything that a lot of people describe. And like most people, especially first time mothers, you know, I have had a birth plan, I had an idea of what I wanted to experience. And it was my idea that it was my body, my body knew what to do. And it was my right to be able to experience a natural birth. And I wanted to see really what my body could do. So I had decided that I would have a uh, have Eloise at home. And it would be a natural birth and we would hire a midwife to support us. And that would be that. Well, all was good. And I also didn't find out her sex. So I didn't know if she was a boy or a girl. And we did that on purpose. Her room was quite neutral. And in fact, I thought the whole time I would be having a boy. And the name we had chose was Elliot. So Eloise came as a surprise to me as a girl and became Eloise um, because I had been planning on Elliot. A few months in to the pregnancy or the latter half of the pregnancy, we found out that she was breached. The baby was breached. And the truth is that the baby would always be breached because there wasn't enough fluid apparently for the baby to turn. We didn't know that at the time. And so when 
the doctors told us and the midwife told us, well, the doctors really, that, uh, you know, the baby should have been turned by now and the head down that we needed to do something about it because a breech baby means C-section in the modern medical world. Well, that didn't go along with my birth plan. So, you know, I think some, as you're listening to this, some might think that I was maybe a little too determined or put my baby at risk. Well, here's the thing. When a person makes a committed decision, I can't really explain it, but I just knew that everything would be fine. I had made other decisions based on getting the news that she was breached. Like we decided to have the birth in a hospital rather than at home. But I, I just had this knowing and there was like, no one could convince me. Otherwise I knew I was having, would have her as a natural birth. So when we found out she was breached though, we did do everything that the doctors recommended to try and turn her. I went and saw a doctor in just outside of Stratford who apparently was very good at turning breech babies from the outside. So he literally like pushed on my belly. It was so painful and tried to move the baby and turn and she'd move a little bit, but then come back, move a little bit and come back. So that didn't work. And I went several times. I also went for massages chiropractor. I did it all. I went to Chinese medical doctors, um, acupuncture, different healers. I remember at one point there was like a black stick, kind of like a cigar that we lit at my toes. Another thing we did is I had to hang upside down on the couch for hours, seeing if that would help her turn. Well, nothing worked. And so I was resigned to having a breech natural birth, which in these times, I'm not sure if it's changed 13 years later, but 13 years ago, it was not a common thing to have a vaginal breech baby. And I was determined. And so my midwife said that she knew of a doctor that in Mennonite country, so just outside of Stratford, that works with uh, breech babies and delivers breech babies. And his name was Dr. Kalos. And so I went on a hunt to find him. And I was very clear that I would not have an epidural. I didn't want any sort of medication. It had to be as natural, uh, just natural birth. And at that time, I had been reading Ina May's book, A Guide to Childbirth. And she's a midwife. You, You know, women have been giving birth to babies for centuries. And so our body knows what to do. And if we can trust our body then it will work out a lot of the time. At the same time, I decided to invest in hypnobirth. Now, also something that's really interesting because now I'm a registered hypnotherapist and can actually register and certify other hypnotherapists. And at the time, it was new to me, but my neighbor was a hypnotherapist and she offered hypnobirthing. And so I took that pro, that course and, sh- and she gave me tapes. And what I was doing now, I know I was literally reprogramming my mind to believe that it could naturally give birth to this baby and that it would be easy and effortless. And my, and I listened to these CDs over and over and over. I was religious about it interesting. So using the power of repetition and affirmations, I mean, it's science, it works. And 
it definitely worked for this story. So it, we did everything to try and turn her. She wouldn't turn. I found Dr. Kalos who agreed to a, help me deliver her naturally and vaginally in the Stratford hospital. So I had several meetings with him and all was fine. So now fast forward and now it's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, a Sunday evening. We had just finished Thanksgiving dinner and I had this feeling like I needed to go home and we were going home early and about nine o'clock we were, we got home 9 PM and everything's fine. And then around 11, I started to feel some pain and contractions. And so we sat with it for a while. And by 1 AM, I was up at the hospital and the midwife met us there and she said, you know, I've got some bad news. Dr. Kalos, your doctor is on vacation and he has someone filling in for him today. And that doctor won't do a vaginal breach birth. And I don't know that I really heard it. I didn't really think much of it. I was, you know, getting checked into the room and that kind of thing, doing my thing, my breathing and putting myself in a meditative state that I had learned through the hypnobirth sessions that I did with my friend Meredith. And a few, not so long after the midwife comes back and she's like, I don't know what you did, but you, and you won't believe this. The doctor that is filling in for Dr. Kalos actually has to go home early. And so Dr. Kalos has to come back to the hospital. So if you can manage to give birth to this baby between the hours of 6am and 9am, you can have your natural vaginal birth. So for me, it was like done. I'm like, of course, you know, this is the way it was always going to go down. So I refused the epidural and I did have some laughing gas. I refused the epidural. I said, no, thank you. And I went into, I had a bath in the birthing room and then I went into my meditation. I closed my eyes. My midwife was with me and I focused on exactly what I wanted, visualizing my body, knowing exactly what to do and seeing myself hold a healthy baby on the other side. Well, little did I know my husband, actually, Paul was dragged out of the room and he was told that I'm in great danger and that he had to help me make a different decision because I denied the epidural means that if I needed a emergency C-section, I'd have no anesthetic for when they cut me open. And he said, I don't know what to say. She is determined. She's made her decision. And I, 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 there's nothing I can do. And they pleaded with him. The nurses pleaded with him. They made him feel really guilty and really bad. And they said that not only is, was my life in danger, so was the baby's. He didn't tell me this until after. I continued to do my thing and continued to just breathe. And hours went by and I didn't realize it honestly felt like maybe a couple hours. And I was in a trance. I put myself in a trance. And the thing with hypnobirth is that I was trained to have a pain switch. And I literally was able to turn off my pain switch. So the contractions weren't painful for me. I felt pressure, but I didn't feel pain. And I just, I really focused and I used all the tools that I now coach while I was in labor. 
Well, after a few hours of that, and when it became very clear that this baby was being delivered naturally and vaginally, and she was a breech baby, the doctors and nurses and student doctors started piling in the room. And Paul said there were a couple dozen doctors in the back of the room watching as I was giving birth. They had not seen something like this in a long time and they were amazed. So you won't believe this, (laughs) but it's true. Eloise was born at 7.01 a.m. 7.01 a.m. Naturally. And TMI moment, and I'll give more of these maybe in that in the subscriber episode. She was born and what the doctor had to do, because a breech baby means that they're, it's not their head first, it's their bum first. And so the bum and everything came out and then Dr. Kalos had to use his thumb into her mouth to like help her head come out. And so she did get a little bit of a kink in her neck and otherwise everything was so easy. Um, When I say that I didn't have a lot of pain, I didn't have a lot of pain. I'm going to talk about this more in the the subscriber um, episode of this. What's more amazing is I made a decision that there was no other way but for me to experience a natural birth. I made a decision that it was my birth, like it was my right to experience a natural birth. I was only going to have one baby and I wanted the experience of a vaginal birth. In my mind, there was no other way. I had made a committed decision. There was no doubt there. I didn't for a moment entertain anything that the doctors said. So in my community now, I'll say like, it's like I put earmuffs on. I didn't entertain another thought. There wasn't a moment that I had any doubt about it. I made that committed decision and I manifested that result. When the doctor, when the midwife told me I had a three hour window to deliver Eloise, I remember just saying between six and 9 a.m., please. Like I gave myself a command. I asked for what I wanted and I believed. I spoke to the baby in my belly and said we were doing this. My body knew what to do and we were safe. And I affirm these things as I close my eyes and I visualize holding the baby on the other side. I knew I was safe. I had not a shadow of doubt in my mind. I had a knowing that I can't even explain. And that's exactly what happened. The student doctors and doctors had not seen anything like it. And in fact, Dr. Kalos, when he came back after they took Eloise to weigh her and everything, Um, he came back into the room and he tapped me and he said, good job. 7.01 AM. She was born at seven ounces. The most beautiful little girl. I know every mother says that. And I had my natural birth. And not only that, it felt good to give birth. I know that sounds crazy, but it was easy. My body knew exactly what to do, just like Ina May's book, A Guide to Childbirth, suggested. I read that book and I accepted everything it said. My conscious mind was wide open. Clearly, what I know now is that that hypnotherapy, that 
the repetition of the affirmations, the visualizations that I was doing naturally. I didn't have someone coaching me. I was an unconscious competent. I manifested the birth of my dreams. Now, if I can do that, to give birth to a breech baby, it's not common. What are you capable of? What am I capable of now? There are steps that you've got to take. You've got to make a decision and you've got to be willing to put the earmuffs on and shut out the noise and only focus on what you want. The word decision rhymes to decide rhymes with homicide. You've got to kill off all other options. And that's exactly what I did here. Sure, I did what I needed to do to try and turn her. But it didn't matter if she was turned or not. I was still having the birth that I decided I was having. And I know that for some medical doctors listening or professionals, they might be like, that was really not a good idea. It was really risky of you. But was it? See, a risk is something that we call when we don't understand. We, we, but a risk isn't a risk when you understand the laws and you have a knowing. I didn't understand the laws, but I had this knowing. I had a knowing. Bob talks ab about this in the risk takers chapter of his book, You Were Born Rich. He said, a risk is only a risk when you don't understand. But I had a knowing. There was no question. So to me, it wasn't a risk. So the question is, how can you get yourself in a place where you've made a committed decision that your goal is happening this year, no matter what? That you're willing to do what it takes and you know that you're able. You burn the boats. There's no other option. That's the decision that you've got to make. And then you move forward as if there's no other option. Scared, unsure, without the resources, you do it. Uh, it's my hope that Eloise's birthing story inspires you. I was an unconscious competent. And when I look back, I connect, connect the dots. And this is how it works. This is how it works. I had prepared my mind for a natural birth and that's what I got. I believed that that was the only thing and that's what I got. You'll always get what you believe. So if you want help in believing about your goal, if you like to be shown on how to make a committed decision, or if you like support and mentorship in actually going after what you want this year, reach out. If this story inspires you, I know what I'm doing. I've used the same steps to manifest millions of dollars. This dream home I'm recording this podcast in now. My father's car, so many things, the same method. Let's do this. Thank you for being here. I'd love to hear from you if that story inspires you. And if you know anyone that is pregnant, that is not sure if they want to have a natural birth. And hey, here's the thing. You know what's best for you. So I, I don't judge. That was my preference. 
And what I know to be true is I hear from a lot of women who do would like to have a natural birth and they're not sure if it's for them. Hearing my story really helps them, especially the bonus episode in the plus for the subscribers because I'm going to go into a little more detail in that. So I look forward to hearing from you. Share this podcast. I'm so grateful. Thank you for being here. Expect abundance.